0: You're listening to the BH Photography Podcast. For over 40 years,
1: BH has been the professional source for photography, video, audio, and more. For your favorite gear, news, and reviews, Visit us at BNH.com or download the BH
0: app to your iPhone or Android device. Now here's your host, Alan White. Greetings and welcome to the BH Photography Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the state of newspaper photojournalism. And we're fortunate to be joined by Todd Mizell, a local photography legend, if we may say so, who until recently was a longtime staff photographer for the New York Daily News and he has over 53 covers to his credit. Also joining us is Andrew Sang, a former staff staff photographer at the Sacramento Bee, who is currently a Brooklyn-based freelance shooter. Andrew's work has appeared in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Time.com, the Los Angeles Times, and the Washington Post. As staff photographers, Andrew and Todd are responsible for covering the gamut of news photography, including community events, breaking local news, wildfires, and even the World Series. Today, we're going to be speaking with our guests about the differences between shooting as a staffer for a newspaper and the demands of doing freelance work. We also plan on talking about the many changes we have witnessed in news photography, especially at the local level, the depletion of staff jobs, which Todd can address specifically as the Daily News recently laid off many of the staff, including all of the full-time staff photographers. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Welcome to our show. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, There have been big changes here. I mean, I used to do magazine work, and that's changed a lot, but newspapers are dramatic. There have been a lot of squeezes over the past years, and now entire newsrooms are being wiped out, and you just went through that. Do
2: you want to bring us a little bit up to speed? Well, you know, it it wasn't a surprise, and people who think it was a surprise, I don't know where they've been. Um, When... Tronk first came in to take over from Zuckerman, Mort Zuckerman, who was the owner from
3: the 90s. Can you clarify, Tronk, who that is exactly?
2: Tronk is Mm -hmm. a national chain of newspapers and media organizations that have come together. Um, I I might even call them uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, Those they're, they're,
0: these were California newspapers that it started with. Am I correct about um, that? No, no.
2: it's Chica- they, Chicago. Chicago, they Tribune. come out of Chicago.
0: Chicago Tribune. So they, okay. they
2: originate from the Tribune. Gotcha. Um, they did own the I L.A. Thought. Times. They sold that to one of their biggest stockholders uh, for half a billion dollars. But there's inside dealing. Um, Dr. Shiang, who uh, is the owner of the L.A. Times, still owns over a million shares of uh, of Trunk. Uh, so there's a lot of back and forth, and I also noticed that they're using some of L.A. Times content in the in the current daily news, and so there is still a relationship.
3: Um, it's a media conglomerate that started right. in Chicago so and, and bought a bunch of newspapers, and they're in
2: it for to to make money, and like any business, I understand that. Mm-hmm. And so when they got rid of all of us. Uh, and a lot of very good reporters, people I could not even believe that they got rid of. I I wasn't that surprised. I wasn't that surprised. You can't run a business that continues to bleed money, uh, tens of millions of dollars. How do you run a business like that?
0: So on that point though, you have a news organization that reports news. If you cut off the photographers and you cut off the writers, obviously they're going freelance because they're still putting up newspapers But now we're dealing with freelancers. Now, how has that affected the quality of the imagery and the
2: writing? Look, there's a number of freelancers out there who are very good. Yeah. And they – I think most of them have come to the conclusion long before this happened that they were never going to become a staff photographer there. So they were going to exist as freelancers. And there's – Upsides, and then there's downsides. The upside is, well, you own your images. You own them. You have the copyright. Um, the Daily News will use those pictures, and uh, a- a- as long as they've given you the assignment, well, then they ha- get to use those images too. Now, would do you, are you allowed to resell these images and profit by it? No. No, I do not own any of the images that I took for the Daily Even News. Even as a freelancer? As a okay. freelancer, it's a different story. Oh, that's what I'm asking. You can sell your own images. Okay. Okay? Right. Um, they The Daily News, uh, right. conversely, can sell for you. Okay. And then they have to pay the freelancer. Right. Um, there are contracts for the freelancers who work on a daily basis. You sign a contract and the Daily News gets to use your images and then you have to hold them back for a certain period of time so that you're not in competition with them. And, and that's understandable. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, uh, except uh, I, okay, they owned my images. Uh, and that should have been enough for them, that they have perpetual rights to my images. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have a right to those images, except I use them and I tell people if they want a picture, well, they have to buy it from the Daily News. That wasn't enough for them. They wanted to not have to pay benefits, vacation, sick days, workers' comp, uh, legal. I, I can't see doing this job as a freelance, a permalancer is what they're called out in the field now, working five and six days a week. To me, that doesn't seem right, that newspapers can get away with this. They do.
3: Can we just step back a little bit to go? maybe walk us through a little bit of, of how this news came to you? I know you weren't surprised, and, and anyone who pays attention, you know, over the years, we've seen it in Chicago, with, you know, obviously, and in other newspapers, staff, you know, staff photography teams getting completely removed. Were there times prior to this where you felt like inklings of it happening? Oh, yes. Um,
2: I I have to say right until the beginning of the year i didn't think i was going anywhere mm-hmm. i was producing tremendous amount of work and and i thought my content was really strong i was producing pictures i was producing video i was coming up with the stories i was coming up with content that they wouldn't ordinarily have and yet i started to realize at the end that they preferred to aggregate And that was to bring it in from various sources, to pull it in from uh, social media, get photos of people right off of Facebook. Um, That was killing me. That was killing me. People out there with cell phones who were giving them images for free. How can I compete with that? Compete and with and, and then the reporters were going out there with their cell phones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it they were taking the videos. One of newspapers, actually, I think, yeah, they in Chicago. It's Chicago. In yeah. Chicago.
0: They did that. Yeah. They just everyone's using cell phones. They aren't even using cameras to do uh, stories.
2: You know, the Chicago Sun Times did this a few years back, yeah, twenty fifteen. Uh, yeah. And in fact, there's a um, um, one of the pe- the editor, uh, Jim Kirk, who was un- who did that is now working for Trunk. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't surprise me when this happened. Right. That, that he, came, he came in temporarily as an editor at the, at the Daily News. That concerned me. Mm. Um, they weren't updating our gear. Mm. My camera is, is seven years old. We, I went to a, uh, a company meeting and I got up at that meeting and I said to them, look at what we're using. How do we move forward in the digital age?
0: iPhones. (laughs) That was your answer. Seriously. Well, well, they
2: gave us the answer in July. July 23rd, they came in and said, no more photographers.
3: How Um, many folks were on staff? How many photographers were on staff at that point? We had
2: 10 staff photographers.
3: And all dismissed.
2: Every single one of them, as good as they were, generating content – that they could never get. They're, they're not getting the content right. that they were.
3: How many editor, photography editors were on staff at that point, or at least can you oh, well, estimate? Well, they got and- rid
2: of uh, the assignment mm-hmm. editor.
3: Okay. Um,
2: but uh, they, the, the, there's three others that are still there, okay. and they need them. Yeah. Because somebody has to aggregate. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to farm and and find the images. uh, And it doesn't matter where you get it. So they have to have somebody to handle these images uh, and put them into the web Mm -hmm. and or the newspaper. Mm
0: -hmm. Out of the 10 photographers that were laid off, how many of those photographers are being still employed by the news but on a freelance basis? Have they just said, you're no longer an employee but you're going to continue to work for us? I haven't heard that.
2: I haven't heard that. I, I, I don't think... Uh, In all the years that I know of anybody that came back who was a staffer and was doing freelance, wait, there may have been one that was doing a little sports work. So that's pretty pitiful. It's all about saving money and doing it for less. Look – the, the weekly newspapers have always done this. I
3: mean, but that's a trend we've seen in all industries, no doubt. No doubt.
2: Sure, and, and, and a lot of these companies want a lot out of you mm-hmm. for that. And, course, yeah. and what the daily news will probably find is that the dedication is not there, that the commitment's not there. If you're not going to work people more than two and three days a week, they have no commitment to you. They can go out and they'll get a great story, They may not bring it to you. They may bring it to Newsday or The Post.
0: Andrew, you're you're at the opposite end of the spectrum
1: here, okay? First of all, how long have you been shooting? Um, Commercially. I I would say um, professionally I've been shooting, I guess. I got my start as an intern at the Sacramento Bee in 2014. Okay. And then I was hired on staff where I stayed on for about two or three years. And then uh, I recently just moved to New York City. May 2017, so I've been freelancing since then.
3: You had that coveted staff position, or at least that's what people want to say, you know. Uh, and did you see this happening in the Sacramento Bee as well, where were, were staffers getting laid off? And why did you walk away from it?
0: Does the Bee have any photographers left at all? I mean, do they bee? still have staff positions? Yeah,
3: so
1: when I was there, I was the 10th photographer. Um, I left the Bee, um, when was it, April 2017? Okay. So not long after I left, I moved to New York City, and shortly after, um, another photographer left. It was the same thing as a Todd situation. You know, you see the you see the writing on the wall. Um, you see little signs here: a president of the CEO gets replaced, or the publisher steps down, an editor leaves. But overall, my decision to leave was a personal decision, uh, grounded just in. Um, Me wanting to be in a different part of the country, Mm -hmm. um, wanting to focus on myself and the stories that I wanted to tell. I was, uh, in my eyes, in a very privileged position, you know, relative to the visual journalism community. Uh, Full-time job, I had benefits, I had all the gear Mm -hmm. uh, that I could possibly want, a company car. Are there any openings? It was a...
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah, maybe Uh, for
1: videography. I think Um, I'm moving out. (laughs) (laughs) California is a great place. Um, But yeah, my uh, decision to leave the company was more rooted in a personal decision. But now looking back, it seems that I was sort of running away from it. I, I, I did see the signs of where visual journalism was heading in newspapers and the demands of it. I think Todd had mentioned, you know, having to shoot photo and video in one assignment you know I'm young in my career right now and I'm very much trying to master photography and I felt that I couldn't really focus on achieving that goal if I was also trying to produce mediocre video and they're amazing visual journalists that are able to do both and mm-hmm. I commend them for that but um, I had a
3: hard time focusing mm. on that personally imagine yeah yeah no doubt and uh, and how's it going here then? I mean, how how are those steps in finding the freelance work that you want? And is do you feel that uh, there are advantages to freelance for you other than you know kind of trying to find your own vision? Um, at first it was pretty tough moving yeah. here.
1: The biggest thing is adjusting to that freedom in the sense of having total control of your decisions, but also the the dark side of freedom, you know, mm-hmm. the weeks maybe of trying to find work and trying to establish connections and networking. It took time, and I think I recognized moving here that it would take time and that there would be some level of failure with that.
2: You're younger, though, and, uh, and, and, and you're probably willing to work for less than I would want to work for.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know if you have a family support or children or whatnot, but there sure. are so many things to consider when age comes into play i have the freedom to really try to achieve a level of success where um failures is, is expected i came here with the mindset knowing that you know i'm 26 years old if it doesn't work out i can always just move back to the west coast and try to find something there but now everything's going pretty well it, mm-hmm. it it's been about a year now and uh I've sort of looked at everything as a stepping stone to the next level, and I'm at a place now where I'm pretty comfortable and I don't have to worry about making rent or you know, anything financial like that. I'm but it's, lo- but it's I'm
2: not newspapers that you're making the money on, is it?
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, that's oh. that's true, actually. Yeah. I, I sh- I'm i pretty lucky in that I get to shoot for the editorial clients that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. But that's only, you know, four or five times a month. Um, right, but the commercial jobs uh, hold you over.
3: Exactly. Whereas uh,
2: what, what happens in, in the business now is uh, it used to be that you'd have one client and you'd depend on him. Uh, a lot of the more successful photographers that I'm finding are the ones who have a diverse clientele. They have commercial. They have PR work. They have the newspaper that they're doing several days a week. And together with all of that, they're, they're able to survive and do, and in, in some cases, the people that I know uh, who are the permalances out there, what we call them, they're doing great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Todd's right. Um most my most of my income for example, like I I like I said I do get to shoot for editorial clients, but I'm also doing a bunch of commercial work on the side, a lot of random gigs like uh fashion photography and stuff that pays really well and um is kind of I guess the bread and butter of being a freelancer. So one of the biggest things about moving to New York City was sort of you have to rebrand yourself. You're no longer just a photojournalist. I have to do all of these other assignments on the side that, you know, are going to hopefully pay my rent. Speaking about paying rent, say you to go
0: out right now and you took a photograph um, and sold it through Daily News. How much are you actually coming home with? What, what do they pay for a photograph? Say you just grab a shot. You were at some place and something happened. You got it and they want it. What are they paying these days for a picture?
2: It could be anywhere from a buck and a half 150 to uh, the sky's the limit depends on what you have okay um, I I've when I was a freelancer I remember days where yeah I'd make a hundred dollars 150 or I'd come up with a job and I'd get a thousand dollars and then I'd have resale on it I right. had one picture back in 93 that I did freelance um, it was the golden venture coming up in Queens it was a big ship with Chinese uh, immigrants jumping off I ended up making 20 grand
3: on resales. You were working freelance at the time or that was just a shot that you got on your own while you were still contracted with the Daily News?
2: Well, back in 93, I was uh, freelance. You were
3: freelance. Had you been on staff at that time, though, that photo, you would not have had the copyrights to that photo. No,
2: no. Okay. But again, yeah, I've had pictures mm-hmm. over the years that have paid a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and those are the ones I owned. Right.
0: Question I have is that uh, we're all aware that newspapers have been hemorrhaging cash. However, from what I understand, um, it's starting to turn around. I believe the New York Times is actually profiting on their digital uh, newspaper right now. So a digital, which was an unknown and, and nobody wanted to pay for digital content and had to be given away forever for the longest time. Now people are subscribing and the Times is, is profiting, making money on the digital. What about the other newspapers, and do you think that's going to reflect your paychecks? Because they managed to squeeze everybody down because they were losing money, but now that revenues could be catching up, do you think they're going to start tossing you better bones, or are they just going to hold the uh, the poor dog uh, routine?
1: Um, well, first of all, I think you know big outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, they – they are large enough to be able to absorb those sort of hits. Yeah. And I think the local news outlets, the small and medium-sized outlets, are still sort of um, trying to adjust to this digital shift that we see today and trying to make up for the loss in advertising revenue. I think people are getting a little more used to the idea of paying for digital content, whereas it used to be, well, it's it's coming to me
0: on my phone. Why should I pay for it? But I think people are changing their their attitude about that. I know my my attitude's changing. I'm starting to look at digital assets as, yeah, they're worth the money. I, it's okay to spend a, a few dollars for something, even if it's just a digital form of it.
2: You know, the, the Daily News, uh, part of the problem for the Daily News is that they failed to understand how to monetize the digital product. and, and They weren't they, alone either. And then they were not alone. No. It, it was a difficult thing. Most of the ad revenue is going to Google and Facebook. Yeah, let's face it; that's where the money goes. They get a very small percentage. When I was told that they were making five cents on an ad, I was like, "Why? How do you how do you survive on that? You don't." Let, let, let's go back to the New York Times, though. The New York Times has a subscriber base, and. That is very important in this business because it's important to the advertisers to know that the people that are going to the website are committed to it. Yes, They're committed to Mm -hmm. the product. And if they're committed to the product, then it's worth advertising with them. Whereas the people who are giving it away for free, it's pretty much a throwaway. Yeah, they may go there. They may not. Uh, They're not steady. Uh, They don't stay on the site there, there's there's a whole lot of issues to, to go with a digital product. As for newspapers, I would say my estimation is the daily news newspaper will be gone by the end of the year. That's my thought on this. Mm. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. You can see what Tronk is doing. The other day, they offered the drivers and the printers and the mailers uh, almost half a million dollars to go away they buy them out. uh, They have contracts to 2020. They want to buy them out. Why? It's pretty obvious. They're going to shut down the newspaper. They don't feel it's profitable enough. They'll get rid of the presses and then they'll tear down the property in Jersey City overlooking Statue of Liberty and Mm -hmm. make $100 million. Mm. It's a no-brainer for for any business. They're here to to make money. Of course, yeah. And and then they'll take... Use the digital product, the Daily News, which still has a brand uh, value. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll they'll keep the, the Daily News as a digital product or they'll fold it into a, a larger umbrella of whatever trunk becomes. And then it'll be listed as New York and then you'll click on it. Oh, Daily News. I I don't know. I was just reading
0: the other day that There's now a tariff on Canadian newsprint, which is what most of our newspaper is printed on, and that is killing a lot of smaller town newspapers. Hmm. A lot of them have gone from daily to weekly. They've laid off writers. They've laid off photographers, laid off staff. Sometimes the owners themselves are doing everything, and in more than a few cases, the papers just closed up.
2: Yeah, well, the Daily News uh, got hurt on that, Uh, no doubt about it. They were getting all their print products from uh, from Canada zuckerman yeah. owned the Canadian product and when he left they lost that 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 pipeline of, uh-huh. of cheap paper and print um, that's gone and with a 25 percent tariff that that's got to be killing the, the daily news for sure and and uh, Donald Trump is probably very happy to see that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Daily News was <laughs> He won't be Let's rid of them because
2: the digital product is not going anywhere. Right. I think it I think the digital product will be there.
3: Well that's another thing because the Daily News is known for being the hometown paper, it's the mm-hmm. local paper, and it was able to have a personality that other national papers may not be able to have. This idea of the local photographer, someone who is following the police scanner, who's going to go cover a fire. Who knows all the people. A, a wreck here and who has the context. I mean, and I don't mean to to say this in, in such a way, but that's that's going away. Is that not fair to say? I mean, can you fashion a career out of shooting car wrecks, fires, and all the local stuff that, Todd, you probably made you know, a good chunk of your living on? What I've seen in the field,
2: the people who are still chasing are the ones that can earn a living on it. And uh, most of those people are video. Mm. There there, there are people out there that are independent and they do video and they're doing stills. If you're doing just one or the other, uh, you're limiting yourself.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, I'm finding uh, the video people, Mm -hmm. especially, they're, they're selling to various stations. If you can sell... If you catch one or two jobs in a night, you've made it. Yeah. And the, the 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 big stations can't keep people out there all night long. It's too expensive. So it's cheaper to, to allow people out in the field to just bring it to them, mm-hmm. and it's much cheaper mm-hmm. because the cost of obtaining it is now cheaper because it's spread amongst several stations. And uh, and and. The other the other part of it is, of course, uh, people the, the stations are getting stuff for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, the public is putting it out there. They're putting it up on Citizen. They're right. tweeting it. They're Facebooking it. And so you, the, the the stations and the, and and the newspapers are getting a lot of content for free now. Right. Right. And so that hurts. I mean, the, you made the a good point running.
3: about a lot. I mean, video. In those little video clips, seems to have taken over that type of story more than that than that photo. Like that that you know the classic New York City photo or Boston or whatever of the fireman taking the baby down from from the ladder, that's video now. You know that's going to be a video yeah, the, clip the, the, on the, the website. Pro,
2: the the thing yeah. is about all that is uh, there's been an acceptance of mediocrity. If you look at the quality of some of the stuff that you're getting uh, taken on a cell phone. It, it isn't anything. Close to what I can get on mm-hmm. on a uh, DSLR. Right. Let's face it. But if, the, however, if they, they you, don't care. If the yeah.
3: public said I prefer, I would prefer a crappy video compared to a beautifully composed still photo, though. Fair uh, enough. Maybe? In
2: some cases, mm-hmm. uh, we fi- uh, What I used to find was the videos that would get the most hits on on the Daily News website were the security videos of something happening yeah. right then and there.
3: You probably have been following, at least in some way, what the Daily News has been putting out since you've left. Who is getting the photo credits on the Daily News right now? And have you seen a decline in what you would call the quality of the images? Or is it too soon to tell? Uh, and in general, if, as a, as a student of the media, I mean, do you follow the newspapers when let's say a staff photography team has been wiped out and then they go to the, you know, do they become more generic, less interesting? Is there a personality that's lost from these images? Uh, what can you say about that?
2: Okay. I I can absolutely tell you, and, and I still am a subscriber. Right. Uh, and uh, some people would say, oh, <laughs> why, why are you still getting the newspaper? <laughs> well, <laughs> let, let me see. I have been getting the newspaper for over 30 years. So it's even before I was a um, staffer. So I'm not angry at the daily news. And I'm also curious as to what was going on after I was gone to see where they were getting their images. And there's plenty of images to obtain um, is the quality better? There are some great freelance photographers there. Well, who
3: are they going to? Are they going to an, a, a particular agency to get no, these photographers? Uh, well, or? they
2: they have a subscription to AP, okay. and they have well, Getty. They already had. Uh, AP. And so but... they so uh, on the national stories, they always had the wires to go sure. to. So you're still going to have plenty of great pictures. Right. So it's the local and
0: stories hitting it. The local the
2: stories are taking the hit. There's okay. no doubt about it, but. How many local stories were they doing in the first mm-hmm. place? In the last six months that I was working there, they were doing fewer and fewer and focusing more and more on Donald Trump mm-hmm. uh, and, and using and, and using aggregated photos mm-hmm. and less and less of what I was doing. They were less and less interested in doing features. They, they, it used to be that we, if, if it was raining out and it was bad out, they would use a photo in the paper. I was out there once, we had cars in the water, flooded, up to the up to the roof. People had to be rescued out of the cars. Didn't use it. They weren't interested because the next day that the paper runs, it's old news already. Nobody cares. My kids don't read the newspaper.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So what do they need me for? That's a
3: really good point, though, about the cycle and the speed of the cycle the of the news coming don't out. Then, need the paper. And, and the fact that well, even if 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 yeah, the trend is going away from reading newspapers. The cycle is so fast that, like you said, the they're going to they're see fast. that image of a car being flooded. So it doesn't doesn't val- doesn't worth doesn't make it worth the newspaper to run it the next day for that very same reason. But uh, on the converse side they had the ability to use it right away, mm-hmm. and they
2: weren't. Right. They the digital they, version. They, yeah. they didn't have the personnel enough to put it together and say, well, here's going to stand by itself. Um, they really lost, in the last, this past year, they lost that local idea, that immediacy of what was going on out there uh, to some degree.
0: All right, we're going to take a short break. and we come back, we're going to talk about New opportunities in photojournalism. Stay tuned. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the BH Photography Podcast. Send us a tweet at BH Photo Video, hashtag BH Photo Podcast. Okay, we are back. Andrew, I want to come back to you. You are the new guy on the block here. You had yourself a, a staff gig, which is like sort of like an unheard of thing. And you worked there for a few years. And then for reasons that you really explained,
3: you decided to go freelance. Mm -hmm. Before you get to what you're doing now, let's talk a little bit about the the bee working there. And what, I mean, what, what was your, your day-to-day like as a staffer and what didn't you like about that?
1: Yeah. So uh, a typical day at the Sacramento Bee looked like, um, I shot one or two assignments, usually one, which I really loved. It gave me the opportunity to kind of research, prepare for that assignment, um, and take the time to edit that assignment. Um
3: That was something you had to do that day and have it back to them. These are one
1: day assignments or you had or, or did it, it really vary? It varied. Okay. Um, you know, whether it was a feature story, whether I was um, you know, photographing uh some food at a restaurant. Um, you know, if it was breaking news, obviously I had to have it in pretty quick. Uh, if it was a daily assignment, had to have it in that day, um, before the print deadline, of course. Um, and, uh, that was, that was a, that was a privilege and, and, and a, uh.
3: And would you say that some of the stories did interest you though? I mean, it wasn't just stuff that you hated doing.
1: Yeah. Um, I really, I didn't, I didn't have that many, I didn't have that many complaints while I was there. I was in a, in an awesome position. The only really uh, thing that got to me was having to juggle so many different things at one time. You know, I had to shoot, you know, some assignments, not every. It's photo and video, and I didn't have a problem with shooting video. Uh, Really, it was trying to juggle too because, you know, I I really want to get you these photos that you need for print and for the digital product, and I want to deliver that at the highest quality possible, Um, but to do both, I'm only going to, you know, it's
3: going to be a mediocre. Did, did, were they required to shoot video? Could you have said, you know what? I don't want to shoot video. I'm going to just stick with the sales. Was that a possibility? It depends. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes the editor,
1: uh, just needed photo. Sometimes, uh, I needed to deliver both. Um, you know if it, if I if someone needed video, I had to deliver that. I couldn't mm-hmm. just say no, but um, was there
0: a priority when you went out? Was it always still to the priority
1: and get video when you can or vice versa, or was it up to you? That again varied. You know, if it was if it was going to run in the print edition, fo- photographs are the uh, take the precedence, um that's priority number one. But if I'm heading to a fire that just broke out, you know, I have to go out there and sort of get a, get some video of like a fire officer explaining the situation, and then um, also get the photos and
3: deliver those as well. But it really wasn't that wasn't the the factor behind why you wanted to leave. It sounds to me no. like that. I mean, you had kind of a plum gig, um, but you wanted to expand your creativity. You wanted to work on personal projects. You right, wanted to right. try a new location. You wanted to move to New York yeah. where it's all happening, right? So you said, all right, I'll make a break and I'll go give this a shot, right? Is this what happened? Yeah, you, I, you
1: know, I was comfortable mm-hmm. and I think what comes, what what I found out for me was that, and not for everyone, of course, like I was comfortable and I felt like maybe I was growing a little complacent mm-hmm. in trying to experiment and whatnot. Because um, when you're, you're shooting you're shooting for a newspaper, you're shooting for one client, and there's sort of visually I know what what they're expecting and what they need. And so it was very much a personal decision mm-hmm. to sort of move on. Um, and one of the great things about going freelance, deciding to go freelance, is that you're not just shooting for one client, you're shooting for a range of right. clients. Right. Um, instead of shooting for one, I can shoot for this this client, this client, this client, yeah. and other clients that I'd never even considered that I'd photographed for. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So.
3: All right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the the advantages in what we're calling the new newspaper medium, you know, where it is really a digital platform. And as a photographer, did you see advantages that you wouldn't have found when it was just straight newspaper print? Print newspaper? I, I think the stories that are able to be
1: told digitally are much more varied. Like within print, you're sort of confined within that space and in digital format, there's just a wider range of stories that I guess are – that are able to be told in that format.
2: There's so many more um, platforms that you could be
1: publishing on –
2: if the Daily News is doing this type of thing or the Newsday or the Times is doing this other thing, it, it just gives you more variety as mm-hmm. a freelancer and and I certainly mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. You, you have a whole lot of clients and you get to do a whole lot of different things. Um, working just as a staffer, you're concentrated on what they want. Right. Um, I thought it would have mattered that I was doing – stills and doing the video and coming up with content
3: and doing some of the story work and coming up with quotes and it didn't seem to matter do you make pitches along those lines to editors here or elsewhere when you find a story that you might want to cover or follow yeah i'm i'm Yeah, i'm
1: definitely pitching my own stories as well to go off what todd said you know um in in terms of working within the confines of print in the digital space, that might that might find a home.
3: Mm-hmm. And certainly newspapers, they may have a, an Instagram feed that they could use that for, or they may have a blog that's right. separate from their news mm-hmm. outlet, and they could use it there. So, I mean, there are advantages mm-hmm. when there are these multi-platforms, no?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Recently, I pitched a story at the New York Profile Review, and uh, I pitched, uh, not really pitched, but I showed a story to an mm-hmm. editor, and... Um, you know, she said, oh, this could possibly work great with our Instagram stories and on our Instagram feed. You know, different
2: uh, digital media, they, they now present galleries and different publications uh, on digital platforms do a better job than others. I mean, certainly the New York Times does an incredible job with uh, some of their freelance work mm-hmm. and, and and they're on board and, and it uh if they accept an assignment from a freelancer they seem to be committed to it and you can see it in the work i that's why i subscribe to times mm-hmm. because their work is quality uh there there are some platforms um that that they're mediocre and they're not going to grab the subscribers because they're not investing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The New York Times is invested. The Washington Post is invested. Right. Even some uh, of of Trunk's properties are doing better things than others. The Sun Sentinel does incredible work mm-hmm. down there
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, in Florida. In Florida yeah. They do a yeah. really nice job, and they they commit and they have eight photographers.
3: What changes? What could we see going forward? What kind of changes would you guys think would enable a small and the Daily News is not small, and New York is clearly not a small market, but let's say a local newspaper that wants to do quality work, where should they invest, I mean, in, to, in order to kind of go I, I forward? I think
2: that you uh, invest in your people. Mm-hmm. If you understand your readership, you become interactive with them. You respond to what they want to see and what they want to hear, and, and you show an interest in that community, you'll do okay, Um There's a number of papers around the country that are doing okay. It's not a an across the board thing where papers are failing. Yeah, they're failing to a lot of degree because the millennials don't read it, but there's still solid readerships in different communities. And even
3: are you going to take that all these millennial bashing that's going on here, man? (laughs) on. yeah. Yeah. My kids are millennials. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I
1: think. I think. Uh, in creating quality product you have to adjust in the way that readers want to read the news mm-hmm. you know millennials do read news it's mm-hmm. just the but way but not on the newspaper per right? Self. it's just the, the That's way right. in which we choose to read the news you know like,
0: I, I could tell you right mm-hmm. now that i mean i've got a few years on you and i love reading the new york especially the new york times especially in the morning there's something about holding that paper and reading it i know the rhythm of the paper i know where to find what i'm looking for And it took me a while to start getting used to the digital version of it, which I get automatically when I subscribe to the paper version. Now I'm actually, we get seven days a week. I think I take it with me twice a week on the train. Otherwise, I catch up on my phone because I finally figured out how to read the paper on my phone. It's a totally different experience.
3: It really, really is. When you're talking about reading, let's talk about photos. I mean, how often back in the day would you look at the the cover of a, of a newspaper and you would buy that newspaper because of the photo.
0: That's a very I good mean, point and I can tell you right yeah, now that when I'm on, my, I'm, I, I, I'm reading the news and it, there are occasionally, there's one photograph you to go along with it just to add a bit of
3: color to the screen. But no, that's a good very good point. I'm not I'm not reading photographs, I'm reading articles now. And even the simple size of the photos. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. there can be great photos taken and digital photography is wonderful. Um, but when you're looking at it at the size It's the size it of a postage stamp. A great photo yeah.
2: will still draw you in. So, I, I don't care yeah. what anyone says, it will still draw you in. But it's not the un- only factor anymore. Sometimes it's just the nature of the story. I, I was uh I always went through the Numbers that the Daily News was getting, and I would see what stories were getting the hits. And uh, God knows, uh, you can have a, a triple homicide in the middle of Midtown, but Kim Kardashian was getting more hits. Mm. What did she do? Mm-hmm. Whatever. No. <laughs> did it matter?
3: <laughs> Andrew, let me jump over to you again. With uh, how is your uh, is your work coming to you? We're talking about your news work. Do you have. When you say clients, they're editors at different newspapers that are contacting you for stories. And just kind of give us a a breakdown of how that works for you.
1: When I first moved to New York, I had a, you know, I made a set list of people that I'd want to reach out to, as well as the connections that I was coming here with. Typically, every week with uh, editorial clients, I'm reaching out to them via email, letting them know when I'm available and free, and uh, hopefully later in the week or in the coming weeks they toss me an assignment but also uh separate from edu- editorial clients I I came here with a another set list of um of organizations that I think would be looking for photography um it's it's amazing that the time that we're in right now cuz you were such a you know, we're in a amazing visual age where everyone needs photos you walk on you know you walk on the subway you see photos you walk into you go on yelp and you see uh, photographs and so you're not limited as a freelancer in people that you could possibly work for um it's just having sort of uh, a vision of where your photographs could so you have no no
3: problem taking an assignment let's say one day from a commercial outlet and the next day a, a news outlet no, not at all. Um, in fact, you're delighted if you get two jobs in one week, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and that, that, keeps, uh, that, keeps, uh, that keeps it fun, um, the spontaneity, and kind of keeps your skills sharp. Do you not
0: feel um, the same sense of spontaneity working, say, as a staffer? Because every day you're being given different kinds of assignments. It's not like you're doing the same assignment every day. Am I right or
1: wrong about that? No, you're not wrong. Um, Newspaper, you know, newspaper job you get yeah, every day is a new opportunity. Every day is a different assignment. And okay. it, no, it wasn't monotonous at all. Um, but the excitement level, I mean,
0: it's, uh, do you get more juice because it's freelance as opposed to, you know, here, you're on a paycheck to so do
1: this? I think just the range of clients that you're able to work for is a little bit different.
2: I think the variety is is like everything. Uh, one of the things that happened to, to the Daily News in my work at, as a staffer was they stopped using certain types of pictures. They, they were less interested in my feature work. They were less interested in my standalone photos that I like to take pictures of, of life in the city, of things going on. They wanted me to go sit at somebody's house and wait for them to come out uh, because they were... Uh, they were part of a story, and I'd sit there all day and not make a single photo. And, and they were more interested in that than than me making some beautiful pictures of children on the street playing in the street. Uh, they were less interested. This was the stuff that I used to do. Um, we used to be involved in all the stories, the, the the major stories. We there was time when I would shoot every. I've shot every president, but in the in the when Trump started running for for uh, president, they said, "Well, the wires will do that." All of a sudden, we weren't doing it. They decided, "Well, if the wires are there, we won't send anybody." Uh, I've I went to the um, the Democratic National Convention. That was probably my last really big story, and. I was competing against the wire, so I was trying to do different things. And to some degree, they would be interested, but they were more interested in the set photo that the wire was going to make that I could not make. Mm-hmm. And and so they they started to decide, well, why do we need to send him there? Uh, and, and why do we want these local pictures? Nobody cares. Well, some of
3: those local pictures, do you think that – where would they find a home now? I mean, would this be something that could go to the Instagram feed or could it go to like oh, a I'll sub-platform? Tell you, I,
2: I put them out on Twitter now mm-hmm. and I continue to get a lot of hits on those photos. Um, so, yeah, there there is definitely interest. Um, mm-hmm. uh, would they be of interest to a Courier Life or a Brooklyn paper? Sure. Are they willing to pay me? Not too much. Not too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: They give you credit line.
2: They give me all. Yeah. God, thank you so much. I have some, I have,
0: by the way, I have some very good recipes for credit lines. Ah. Yeah, you do need a lot of salt. All mm. So,
3: Andrew, what, uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming that one of the reasons why you came to New York uh, was to follow or make time for some personal projects. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? And have you found that time? Or are you so busy scrambling to get freelance work uh, that... that 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 kind of golden space that you thought you might have is not there
1: yeah it's a balancing act for sure you're trying to juggle the assignments and i think there's you're still having to balance finding time for your personal work Mm -hmm. and working to essentially Mm -hmm. survive out here (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh around the time that i was thinking to leave the west coast i was starting to realize uh what sort of photographer that I wanted to be and the photographer and the storyteller that um, that I wanted to become. One of the great things about being freelance is that you you have a little bit more time to be free. So in the downtime that I'm not working, I'm uh, researching, I'm reading, more so it seems than actually shooting the project. But that's something that's something that I was, I guess, craving when I was a staff
3: photographer was that
1: downtime and
3: that freedom to
1: Really explore the topics that I wanted to explore,
3: and have you found that working on some of those personal projects and at least getting them out there have found you a new a new set of clients or, or additional clients that might be interested in, in the work that you're doing because it's your personal work as opposed to what you were doing as a staffer?
1: Yeah, I think um, when you're trying to establish yourself, if you if you're a person trying to establish yourself as a freelancer solely focusing on photography one of the greatest things that you can that you can have is a passion separate from photography and your art because that gives you your own distinct voice that editors are looking for cuz the the market's so saturated out here for freelancers and so what's making you what's going to separate you from the rest of the pack mm-hmm. is having that distinct voice having that mission And having the work to back that up.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess another advantage too, and and you hinted at this before, is that you may be getting a call from an editor in California or Washington, and they know you're in New York, and there's all right, here's somebody I know, somebody I trust, let me ask him to get that story, where you would never have got that before because everything you were doing was just the Sacramento or the local stuff.
1: Mm hmm. A lot of my personal projects or at least one of my personal projects now is rooted in portrait, portraiture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, editors, they have like this set list of, oh, who, who can I choose now that would be great at this portrait or um, who's going to have, who can travel like I have a car here. So when I moved here, I, I had a, a newfound sort of realization that I wanted to focus on racial justice so I reached out to some social justice organizations like color lines and the opportunity agenda and for editorial clients I've been fortunate to just been able to be like rooted in New York City so Mm -hmm. the New York Times Metro Desk I've been able to establish some pretty good connections there
3: regarding the, the social justice groups that you mentioned That kind of leads us to your point earlier, which is that everybody needs photos. I mean, back in the day, an organization like that might put out a newsletter and they probably wouldn't have a photo in it. But nowadays, they have their website and their Instagram feed and they want photo after photo after photo. It may not be a lot of money, but it will create a little bit of work for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Everyone needs photos, whether that be for their marketing campaigns or their uh, digital platforms, social media. And so that need that need for visual content is most definitely there.
3: Okay. Is there any, any last comments people want to make? Sure. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> sure. I,
1: look, here I am.
3: I might do some freelance. Yeah.
2: What I recommend to people coming into the business is that you learn business. You learn <laughs> how to operate your business. I, I, so many people I, I talk to, I, I speak to photojournalism classes all the time, and I hear that they didn't take a business class, they don't know how to make an invoice, they don't know how to make consent forms, they don't, and you probably Mm -hmm. know all about that.
0: I I have to agree with you on that because early on when I first started freelancing, I mean, I didn't think about the fact that, oh, I just made $1,000, I could spend $1,000. No, you can't do that. You have to put it away for taxes. You have a lot of things you have to take care of. You have to understand contracts. You have to understand billing Okay. And you can't say, well, I don't want to bother you, but it's been 120 days. No, you're not bothering them. They're bothering you at this point. Mm -hmm. So it takes a very different attitude. It's not just, it's taking pretty pictures is, is wonderful, but there are a lot of very creative people out there who never made money on their work. And at the same time, there are some people who are just fair, but they understand business and they do very well. So that's a very good point. That's a real important
2: point. That's, That's very important. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's where the business is going. Yeah, you have to, you have to be an entrepreneur, and, and definitely, you know, one of the biggest obstacles for me was being able to adjust to that and be able to accept the fact that uh, I'm in charge of my own financials and I have to make sure that I get paid and I have to. Um, I have to learn about these business aspects that are going to keep me sustained as a photographer or else I'm not going to be able to be a photographer as a Very, very, very
0: strong point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, Todd, if people would like to see more of your
1: work, where should they be going?
2: com.
1: Okay. And? You can connect with me at Instagram, mm-hmm. just my name, Andrew Sang, uh, A-N- A-N-D-R-E-W, S-E-N-G. Okay.
0: Thank you very much. You know, it was really terrific talking to you. For those of you who are not subscribers, we're waiting for you. We love you. Please, go to iTunes. Go to, uh, what are all the other places that we can get our, uh,
3: well, you yeah. Can go to iTunes, uh, iTunes you can go to Spotify, and Spotify, and and go to Overcast, Stitcher and Overcast. <laughs> Just Google B and H Photography Podcast.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. On behalf of John, Jason, and myself, as always, thank you so much for joining us today.